The word of the day. First, Thessalonians 5, verse 4 to 11. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Remember, this podcast, we are here to encourage and build each other up just in fact as we are doing. All right, welcome to another segment. So we're going to talk about encouragement. All right, ladies, what is encouragement? Not just as the world see it, but always for us as the father have designed it and as he has um, laid out for us in his word. The word encouragement means the expression of approval and support. Basically, it's just another definition um, for the act of giving hope or support to someone, right? Um, When we evaluate our emotions, we are aware that we experience doubts, fears, um, time where we are kind of down. Um, Those things are ordinary. Um, You know, I can talk to you about in the Bible, Jeremiah one of our very distinguished um, Old Testament prophet, many times, they call him the weeping um, prophets, many times, Jeremiah wept because of the spiritual um, situation of the people he attended to, that he had to serve. Once in a moment of bitterness in his life, Jeremiah, prophet Jeremiah cursed the day he was born. You know what I mean? And we can relate to those emotions. I'm sure every single one of us have had days where we're like, oh my God, I don't even know why I'm alive. Um, There was another time when Jeremiah was so disheartened, so sad, so feeling down. He promised never again to preach. You know, ever felt like that? Where you feel so low, so down that you just, you know, the thing that you do, you say, I'm not going to do that again. I'm never going to sing again. I'm never going to teach again. I'm never going to 
call someone and assist them. Oh, I'm never going to go to that church again. I'm never going to do ministry again. I'm never going to help support the work team in my job again. So Jeremiah, um, prophet Jeremiah also felt these emotion that we too have felt. So it's not something new that people nowadays are experiencing. It is not our time, our modern time that has bring doubts, fears, and feeling of inadequacy, feeling that I'm not enough. Throughout the Bible, there have been times the men of God, the women of God, too, have experienced moments. Um, um, let's go and look at um, John the Baptist. You know, we know John. We know John um, as the one who says, I must decrease so that he, Christ, must increase. So John is well known to us. He was a man that the Bible prophesies about. Since I, in, in, in Isaiah 40 verses 3, prepare the way of the Lord began to have doubts while he was in prison. This man that the Bible had already prophesied about, you know, came into existence, was doing his ministry and encounter Christ um, himself, baptized um, Jesus Christ. And while he was put in prison and um, he too began to have doubt, you know, he wasn't sure Jesus was truly Jesus. You know, he questioned, he sent the question, are you the Christ? Are you really him? So we know doubts can come come in and when doubts come in we could we could use some encouragement because it can come in we could use some affirmation if we're experiencing doubt um paul oh my god paul um paul i love paul i love his character personality the passion that he has in serving um our lord and um, being a minister, being an apostle in the Bible, like, you know, he's such an example, a trendsetter, like he's a mover and shaker in the Bible. And if I had to choose anybody in the Bible who I would love to be and imitate, Paul would be it. You know, the most magnificent follower of Christ, you know, um, cried out at one time in the in Romans, in the uh, book of Romans, um, chapter 7, verse 24. He said, oh, wretched men that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Because our body is like, it's, it's, it's our worst own enemy. We experience things, we, we feel things, and these things can lead us to a place that we are in need of encouragement. Men, women, we are in need of encouragement. So um, often when we have these doubts or fears, um, they cause, cause us to become depressed. Um, and we need to work hard on making sure that feelings of guilt, sadness, um, you know, are submerged, you know, and that they don't take us, you know, deeper into a state of hopelessness. You know, God knows and understands all our weakness. We all have weakness and we all have moments of weakness, but we can't let them rule our lives. So we, as women, has decided to come together to encourage one another, to be covering around one another, to be a, a support to one another because we all have moments. We all have that moment that no one want to talk about. So when I think of encouragement, <clears throat> I'm reminded, you know, of another character to Barnabas um, in the Bible who is called the son of encouragement. I'm believing that his encouraging efforts 
was probably why he got the name. He probably, he had the gift of spiritual gift of exhortation, you know, encouraging one another, speaking into others' lives and encouraging them according to what the Lord would was you know the word of God has to say according to what the spirit probably was leading him to so Barnabas you know the son of um of encouragement um was well known and probably was known more by that name than his own original name because of what he went around doing living a life of purpose of encouraging those around his circle ministering to them you know doing what he's supposed to do if you have the time, take a moment and read Acts 4 verse 36, 37 and see that Barnabas was a man who encouraged, who ministered, who ministered encouragement to his fellow peers. The word minister when used as ministering to others simply mean um, to attend, to take care of the needs of others. And Barnabas brought Saul and introduced him to the apostle. Then he brought um, Saul to Antioch where he taught many people, Acts um, 11. And we are also told later that Barnabas accompanied um, Paul on his first missionary journey. He was a companion. He was there to attend, to serve. You know, it wasn't always about being in charge, making it all about you, being the ringleader, being in the front. But Barnabas was there serving. Serving and encouraging. There are some of us who are called to be there, to be on the spotlight. And there are those who are going to be by the side. We are the hidden figures. We're right there. Those others may not see it, but all these numbers, your, your, your part matters. Because if your part is not done, then the person who's under the spotlight probably couldn't do what they have to do. Um, Barnabas um, encourage the believers as we out to do the same acts 11 verses 23 when he came and had seen the grace of god he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the lord i don't know about you but to me, that felt like a charge. That felt like that's something I want to be about. I want to be able to walk into a situation, meet somebody, come into a circle and encourage with the purpose of heart that everyone around me should continue with the Lord. Everyone needs encouragement, my friend. Everyone need encouragement. I need encouragement. My spouse, my children, my family, my friends, we all need my church family. We all need encouragement. We may see someone who look as if they hear encouraging. We may see someone who looks as if they need to hear encouraging words. Um, and we out to go out there and give those words. There are so many ways in which we can encourage others. Um, that they may have been changed and altered in such a way that it started well and didn't finish so well. They probably would like to hear a cheery word. And if you're not that person who can by a, a phrase, by a chuckle, a little bit of a laughter, you can bring encouragement, do it. Encourage. Uh, it's easy to get so wrapped up in our lives. You know, when things are not going so well, I do the same. I shut the door. I go into my own head. It's easy to kind of get wrapped up in our own lives and our own issues and forget. But everybody need encouragement. So we got to learn to press through 
so that we couldn't come on out on the other side and be an encourager, not just for ourselves, but for everyone around us. You know, there are many people who are alone and they are hurting. And as the light, they need to look up and see that we represent encouragement. That's how we shine. We shine as a light who represent encouragement as ladies, as women, as wives, as moms, as women of God. We represent encouragement. When people look at us, they should be encouraged. When they look into our lives, they should be encouraged. And what we do and the way we do it, the way we serve should be a testimony of encouragement, encouraging people. We are told in the Bible to edify one another. What does that mean? To lift each other up, to build one another. You know, many times um, society would have us believe that women are always out to get each other. We are backstabbers and about to hurt one another. We fake, we not realize because the Lord pronounced us to be people who edify one another and men, women, we are all part of that charge. Go out there. Um, first Thessalonians five verse 11 say, therefore comfort each other and edify, meaning build, 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 build one another. Just as you also are doing, we need to build one another. You know, when facing difficulty times, um, Personally, I, I like to think of the following verse when I need to hear a word of encouragement. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge. God is our strength, a very present Help in the time of trouble, refuge for my soul. You know what I mean? It's a word. It's an encouragement. It's a promise. I'm encouraged by the word of God. And we need to be able to share that as well to our fellow um, brothers and sisters and let them know that God is our refuge and God is our strength. You know, just thinking about this word in that melody that I was once thought of, uh, of these words and how it make me feel so good, make me feel so powerful, so strengthened. I'm thinking somebody else could be affected the same way. We've got the word of God in our hand, ladies. We can encourage with it. Positive words, the word of God, not catty things, not disrespecting one another, not pushing people down, not speaking um, behind their backs. No, taking the word of God and just casting it and bringing it into each other's lives and speaking it into one another's lives. We can encourage one another. Um, you know, Whatever the situation may be, I believe you will find a word in the good words, in the good book that can help and encourage someone. You know, um, in the past, God faithfulness had always offered encouragement. Um, Joshua knew the nation's weak spots. When Joshua was leading the people of Israel before his death, he called the people together and gave them commands to encourage them when they were most likely to fall short. 
you know, basically he abide, he asked him to abide by all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, never turning aside. We've got the book of instruction of what to do. When things goes bad, we know where to go and get some wisdom and some strength and wisdom to be able to help us and also partake into somebody else. Um, Joshua called them to not affiliate themselves with pagan nations or serve their other gods. Um, um, basically, you know, don't get so caught up with the culture um, or culture um, construction, social construction of the culture that we are in. Let's not get so caught up with those things and stuff like that. Go back to the book and get what God's want to say. How does he want to speak in such a time as this, whatever the time may be, whatever the moment may be, whatever the situation marry. Don't marry into the pagan nation. I'm, I'm taking this from Joshua 24, verse 1 to 15. Basically, that's the gist of what Joshua was telling the people. Don't marry into the pagan nations. Don't marry. Don't cleave yourselves into things that have nothing to do with God, to other means of uh, 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 out there words that's going on there and stuff like that. Um, all for one, one for all. Where does this ideas come from? Me, myself, and I. We are now to cl not cling into that. Don't marry into those pagan nations. Don't cleave ourselves to those wrong teaching, those wrong ideology, those wrong philosophy. But remember the word, the written words of God, and that God has called us to be to edify one another and build one another, not destroy one another with our tongues. Watch out for those tongues, lady, those wagging tongues. Watch, watch it, watch it so that they don't, you know, um, become weapons when they're supposed to be blessings. Um, and these temptations were right there in the people of Israel backyard. Um, uh, our association and relationship can be temptation to us as well. We have our own things, our own temptation in our backyards. So these Israel had to deal with the pagan God, the pagan nations and whatever. You know what? We still do need with things they're in our, they're in our backyard as well. It is not so weird to think about this. We know that it could be the same story for us. It's wise. Slow down. Look around. It's wise to identify our weak spot before we snap. Don't snap. Don't snap. Don't snap. We need to look around and um, look into ourselves and see what's, what our weak spots. Then we can cultivate strategies, steps to overcome these snares instead of being overcome by them and being part of a village, being part of a heard of people who are seeking gods who are um seeking god's way is one way that's a strategy right there we're putting ourselves under covering uh making sure that someone will hold us accountable sister you don't look good when you say what you just said you don't look good when you act like that it's not godly and yes we can say it god don't like ugly um, Joshua knew his life was ending. So he called all the leaders of the nation together to give them his final words of encouragement and instruction. His whole message 
basically can be says, be faithful to the Lord your God. That's what it comes down to. I'm going to live a life, you know, that um, shows that I am a faithful follower. I am a, a disciple of Christ. I am a faithful follower. Let us be faithful to the Lord our God. Let us be faithful to his um, call to our lives to help one another, to encourage one another. Let us be faithful to that. You can live to others nothing better than the admonition to hold on to God and to the memory of a person who did. I truly love to be around other Christians, Christian ladies. Um, and what I see, they encourage me when I see people pressing, um, pushing forward. I'm encouraged by other Christian, um, Christian ladies, Christian men's, Christian mothers, Christian fathers, Christian leaders. I'm encouraged by your walk, by what you do. We gain encouragement by the words of others as well. And I'm encouraged by what they have to say. They speak into my lives, the, my pastors, my leaders, my former youth leaders, my um, community outreach youth leaders. There's been so many and their words, that positive word of God is speaking to my life has encouraged me. Um, there are many examples. Okay. And I'm grateful and thankful for each one of them. And I want to be also an example as well as I am grateful and thankful for. I, I want people to look back to my interaction with them. And I hope you're thinking the same, your interaction with people and feel grateful and thankful, feel grateful and thankful to have you in the lives. Okay. So um, you might be having a difficult time in your life right now. What a blessing it is to know that you can be with those who love the Lord. And that's what we create here. We create as women who comes together, you know, to know that those who love the Lord are here. The village exists. It's here. The body of Christ exists. It's here. And then that you can come in. If you're having a difficult time and just come on in, join in. And then uh, join in in the village, drop by and you will get covering, you will get encouraged, you will get prayed for, you will get prayed with and all that matters and all that will encourage. That is such a just joyful time for me and for many more that I'm aware of. Christian who stands firm in the Lord will encourage those who are new in the faith and who can learn from our, you know, being steadfast by keeping the faith um, and being mature, they will see that, hey, you know what? You holding on to the word of God. Your experience has matured you in the Lord. And those who are coming into Christianity will look into and feel gladdened, you know, to be by your side, be encouraged to know what you went through and you still running the race. You know, it's a powerful race. Um, that remind me that the Christian life is compared to an athlete running a race. A race is hard on the runner. It's not an easy thing. It's easy to sit on the couch, but to get up and get your body moving, you know, running against that wind and just put your feet down there on that pavement and you just going at it. It's hard. And it's as hard to be a Christian as well as they are nearing the end of the race, a runner, as a runner is nearing the end of the race, they have various, you know, many aches in their bodies and they probably want to stop. Your body hurts. It hurts. Your lung need air. It hurts, but they can't stop. They realize 
They have to look up and see that their friends, their family, their fans, you know, they realize the worth of their friends and their fans' encouragement in the same way Christians are to encourage one another. Because when you want to give up and you see your family on the sidelines saying, you can do it, keep going, push, press, press on, you are encouraged, you are encouraged, it's an important thing to you. And so you should know that there are sisters, there are men and women of God all around you who want you to succeed, who want you to keep pressing on in the same way Christian are to encourage one another. A word of encouragement offered at the right time can make the difference between completing the race and just stopping along the way. And what a disaster. What a sad thing that would be to watch someone who started, who pushed themselves and halfway through had to give up because you were not around because I wasn't around to cheer them on, to encourage them, to keep pressing on, to be an example before them. So encouragement, we need it. Encouragement, we have to give it. You know, it's a beautiful circle, cycle of want it, give it to me, I need it, and also giving it back, you know, offering it to someone else who needs it. Um, I encourage you to stay in the Lord. Stay in the Lord. Be encouraged by his words. Press on, my sisters, press on. There is a place for you, and it's right here. Right here in the family of Christ. It's right here where you need to be. Right here with those who are pressing on just like you. Some of us, you know, have had our head in the race because we've been around a little bit longer. We've been pushing at it a little bit longer. We have matured into it. But even as we mature into it, we still need encouragement. We all seek encouragement. The Bible shows us that we all need, even though God have great calling and to your life like Jeremiah like Paul that doesn't mean we don't face moments of downtime we do and because of that we need to be encouraged be encouraged we are here to encourage we are here to give encourage and we are definitely here to receive encouragement I love you all I'm praying for you pray for me Let's press on. Let's give that encouragement. Let's receive that encouragement. No shame is allowed here. Encouragement, yes. No fear is allowed here. Encouragement, yes. We're not perfect. We're just pushing forward. We're stretching together and we're going to run together. I'm going to encourage you. You're going to encourage me. And together we're going to make it. We're going to make it to the finish line. Don't worry, we're going to make it to the finish line. I'm going to be right there cheering you on, and you're going to be right there cheering me on. We are going to make it to the finish line. We're going to encourage one another to make it to the finish line. We're going to be there for one another. God bless you.